0: Really? welcome back to another edition of the NTI Pod Talk. This is the platform where we talk to people in the NTI community, around the NTI community, uh, uh, about what they do here at NTI, um, how they participate in, in all the things we offer, um, as well as we talk about food and health and all kinds of things surrounding nutrition. So, Uh, Today, we are uh, speaking with one of our instructors Um, and uh, Tammy is um, not a brand new instructor, but she's relatively new to the teaching at NTI. Um, I'm I'm, I'm struggling because I'm trying to think when exactly, Tammy, you started teaching. Maybe you can remember better than I can. Um, so we're going to talk to, talk about Tammy's background, about her work that she does here at NTI, kind of her passion around food and nutrition. So we're going to get into a lot of really fun conversations. So thank you so much, Tammy, for being here today. I really appreciate you taking time out of your very busy day because I know you are very busy. So thank you. My pleasure.
1: My pleasure. Thanks for having me
0: yeah so do you remember how long you've been here i'm i'm trying to just think and i cannot remember um i end of 2019
1: or the beginning of 2020.
0: okay so
1: somewhere around that time yeah yeah i I remember coming and talking to you in the snow yeah every time i came to talk to you it was snowing
0: (laughs) that's right that's right all right great well um so let's talk uh let's talk first about your background and What you've done—you've done so many things, really interesting things. So, why don't you talk about your background and kind of um, the—you know—you're bringing that knowledge and skills to your teaching here. So, we'd like to hear about what that is. Perfect.
1: So, I started off with um, degrees in molecular, cellular, and developmental biology. I did research for over 20 years on uh, pathogenic fungus—fungus that kills (laughs) people—and. Good stuff. It's, it's, yeah, it's good fun. <laughs> I, I have my favorite class. You know, everybody does. Um, so I started with that. And then I concurrently, while doing that, started teaching for Kaplan Test Prep, um, which most people know for ACT, SAT. And I do all of the pre-med. So I teach biology, biochem, physics, organic chemistry. Um, so I, I teach for that. And I've been doing that for 22 years now. Um, that's been kind of fun because I have had the opportunity to go teach, um, through that in, uh, Qatar in Qatar at Cornell wheel medical college and out in Abu Dhabi in the United Arab Emirates at, um, uh, Khalifa university. So I've gotten a lot of great experience and great fun in teaching, not only online and in person, but being able to travel and do some of that teaching, which is, has been amazing. So, um, I met someone through um, Achieve Systems, which is a um, health and wellness um, uh, group in Denver. I met one of your students and she mentioned to me that you were looking for an instructor and said, let me, let me tell you about her and you emailed me right away. I hadn't even gotten home from the meeting with her and I had an email from you. <laughs> so that was great. So I talked to you a couple days later and um, originally I was teaching anatomy and physiology and weight management and sports nutrition and the anatomy and physiology that comes from the background for the MCAT and you know, working with the human body, which the human body is amazing. Um, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, So that was a lot of fun. And then the weight management sports nutrition actually feeds from, I work with, um, for nutrition wise, I work with a lot of my sister's um, clients. She owns a Pilates studio. So I work with a lot of her uh, Pilates clients. And I also, she owns a um, professional ballet school. So I do the nutrition consulting and I do nutrition courses for all of her dancers, her professional ballet dancers, so that they, because there is, you know, there are eating issues, unfortunately, um, in, in that world. And so she wants to make sure that they all understand what needs to be done to remain healthy so that they can continue to dance. Yeah. So that fed, that, that was a direct feed in from working with, with some of my sister's athletes. So that was perfect. So it
0: was a great. Fit, I great. Good. Well, so really uh, wide background, but still, you know, always in the science, in the body. Um, I know you've talked to me before about, you know, like the human body is so amazing and you have a real passion around that.
1: I do. I do. Yeah.
0: Um and and uh that's that's one of the things that drew me to um, you know, wanting to Pursue having you be become an instructor here, particularly for our A and P course, because I think that sometimes people feel like A and P can be dry. I mean, there's not a whole lot of new science coming out in anatomy and physiology. Um, You know, the the skeletal system. Doesn't have a lot of changes that happen nope. <laughs> in the structure, you know. Uh, uh, so, um, so some people may tend to feel like A and P can be um a little dry or or not a lot of new stuff, excitement, but I th- I feel like you have the ability to really bring a lot of excitement and passion to that teaching. H- how do you? do that? What do you draw upon to do that? And and what, what, where does your passion come from?
1: I think my passion actually started as a child because I was always amazed at the things that the human body could do and how we could get sick, but we could get better and we could basically cure ourselves. Um, my, I grew up with a huge garden in the backyard. So, you know, every time when we were kids, when we said we were hungry, we, you know, we didn't get sweets. We didn't get things like that. My mother would just point to the door and say, go outside. If you're (laughs) hungry, go outside. So, you know, very early we, we learned um, how different types of foods, you know, eating lots of fruits and vegetables made us feel versus a lot of our friends, you know, ate pizza and Fast food and things like that, and you know, when you're a kid and when you're a teenager, yes, you eat with your friends, and you know, I know I would notice the difference where I'd be like, you know, that tasted really good, but you know, it feels weird. And my mother always had a passion for the human body as well because she has she has a spinal fusion from T3 through L5. So her whole back is fused and she's got no movement in it. So I was always amazed at the fact that she, you know, has lived as long as she has and that she gave birth to three kids with absolutely no movement in her back. Uh-huh. So I was always amazed by that. Uh-huh. Um, I got into genetics as a child um, ever since I was seven. I always wondered, um, my my cousin is half um, Sioux Indian. Lakota Sioux Indian. And I always wondered for my aunt if she got the blue-eyed gene or the brown eye gene. So when I was about seven, I started to wonder that. So there's always a passion for the science and the science of the body and the things that the body does. And I still have that. That's why I I love teaching pre-med students because they're going to be working with the body. And I I am loving teaching nutrition students because a lot of times nutrition is not based in the science of the body and I love that NTI is based in the science and based in the science of the body because this is this is what we're we're helping people to understand and if we don't understand the body ourselves it's very difficult to help other people so getting that A&P and knowing what the body does with everything I think is is important and just the body's amazing that's all, that's all I gotta say is the body is amazing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I, um, you know, I, I'm totally in alignment with you and I really resonate with what you said about uh, being a child and having a huge garden out in the background. I grew up in the same sort of situation. It wasn't my mother's garden, it was my grandmother's garden. And we, like, we would just forage out in the yard all day long. Yep. <laughs> um, And, uh, uh, you know, and and I have a huge garden now. And so I I still do that now, but that's how I grew up. And, you know, I similarly, I didn't grow up eating a lot of junk food. I mean, the first time I ever went to a fast food restaurant, um, I was either uh, 20, I was in my early twenties, the first time I ever went to a fast food restaurant. so i mean i I'm like like I don't, I don't know that that may be kind of bad to admit <laughs> no, about my, no, that's my not to admit. inadequacies uh, i i still like i don't know i didn't know how to order i didn't really understand how to look at everything on the board and it's just so confusing to me so um i think i've only eaten in a fast food restaurant probably three times in my life because it's so it's so un- overwhelming to me but anyways Um, so, uh, you know, I think, uh, you, you and I have that similar background and that probably is what draws us to nutrition. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And the Um, love of making my own food.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So you teach in the classroom for us. um, I know for Kaplan everything you do is online. Uh, certainly now I know you you had done some stuff in person, but for us, you teach in person in the classroom. Um, can you talk about uh, potentially the differences between teaching online and in the classroom? And what is it about classroom teaching that keeps you wanting to do it? And we're very grateful that you do continue to want to do it. So what keeps you t- uh, wanting to do that? It's,
1: It's the interaction in person with people. When you're online, it's very difficult to know if people actually understand or not, especially if it's in a classroom where you don't necessarily see the people. They're not necessarily on on camera because it's a larger class or, you know, whatever that reason is. They have to type in questions, and a lot of the times they don't. And so you don't know actually if they're understanding or not. Whereas when you're in a classroom, you can see people's faces and you can see if they're understanding or not. And they're more willing to ask questions when they see you face to face, when they're in the same room with you, than they are online. But the biggest thing for me is being able to have that interaction, being able to know if someone understands or not, because you can very quickly see on someone's face if there is a question or if, yeah, they're they're getting it. You know, so that I think that's the best part of it is really being able to have that connection and know that what you're conveying is being received in a manner that is understandable. You know, and if it's not, how to change that or how to um, explain it in a different way so that someone understands Mm -hmm. so that's that's my big thing is is seeing people seeing people one on one and really knowing that Mm -hmm. that they understand you can see on their faces
0: and that's good they light up when they're like oh my gosh now that makes sense yep the aha moment yeah yeah Mm -hmm. definitely Exactly. exactly um yeah so for those of you who are listening to this or watching this who Uh, are not an NTI student and, um, you know, maybe are a prospective student, I just want to point out that we are, as far as we know, the only nutrition school uh, who still offers in-person training. And, um, you know, I'm I'm old school, uh, you know, I really like in-person learning and in-person teaching as well. Um, you know, of course, our entire program can be taken online because we do have a lot of students who don't live locally. Um, but for those who do live locally, I really encourage you to try out in-person learning at least once because um, it it there there is a difference and uh, and and we're here and and we still have the availability and the opportunity to do that so.
1: Yes, I I like it since everything is changing and um, it it gives an opportunity that you just don't have, I think, Mm -hmm. online.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, so a little bit more more about you. Now you said you do um, nutrition coaching or nutrition counseling for your sister's um, Pilates and dancers, uh, um, her, her businesses. Um, Do you have other uh, nutrition coaching that you do? Um, Like, do you have an active practice outside of your teaching both here and at Kaplan?
1: Yes. So I have again, I have my sister's clients. I'm currently um, doing a new course for my sister's ballet dancers because I have a whole course for for in nutrition, that's specifically for dancers. Um, so, I'm working on a new course for that. And then I do have other clients that are outside of that that, um, you know, either find me on the internet or find me through word of mouth. Um, I actually have um, one that found me through a biochemistry podcast that I did through Kaplan years ago that I had no idea um, had been put out on Amazon. Right. And so she actually, yeah, it's, it's out there, you know, so she actually found me through, through that, through a biochemistry, she was interested in biochemistry. So we had a 12 session biochemistry podcast and she found me through that. So I have different ways that, that I, I find, I find clients. Mm -hmm. And so I do have, I do have an active um, client base.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And um, you know, we, uh that is something that we look for in our instructors that they have an active practice because then you you're teaching all the academics and kind of the theory of you know practice but when you actually have clients that you're working with you can also bring that um application to your teaching and you know i had a client Three days ago, where we were talking about this very subject, and so exactly. it really helps reinforce uh, the academic learning that they're getting, and also um, give uh, support to the students on clinical application. Like, how do you actually apply what you're learning? So, exactly. um, so that that's really helpful. Um, great. So you talked about you have, you know, you're, you like to cook, you you like to eat uh, oh, yes. fresh foods and garden foods. Um, So do you have a favorite food that you like to incorporate in your diet on a regular basis or like what, what's your go-to if there's something, you know, like I want to be really well-nourished or this is just something that I really enjoy having. What, what kind of foods are your go-to's?
1: So I salad is one of my main go-to's. And when I say salad, I mean, I put everything on that salad. That salad's gonna have an egg on it. It's gonna have chicken on it. It's gonna have, you know, some cheese. It's gonna have tomatoes. I, I make very large salads. My husband kind of laughs at me. He's like, what, what are you gonna not put on that salad? Um, <laughs> but my students that have been in my classes know that one of my favorite go-to's always for everything is pumpkin seeds. Uh-huh. is is raw pumpkin seeds because they have a, you know, they have a great amount of protein. They actually have more protein than any of the nuts out there. You know, almonds only have two thirds the amount of protein for the same amount. Um, they have wonderful minerals. They have great fats in them. And the other thing is I'm allergic to nuts. So you know <laughs> that's, that's going to be my go-to, but um, one of the things that I, the, the two things that I love to do the most with pumpkin seeds outside of just eating them as snacks is I love to do pumpkin seed encrusted chicken breast mm. because of the, the thickness of the pumpkin seeds. I grind them up and it makes it so moist, so soft, mm-hmm. and you can get kids to eat it. We're having nieces, nephews, friends with kids, you know, they always want chicken nuggets. So I can make these into, uh, you know, I can cut up a chicken breast, make it into strips, make it into small nuggets, roll it in it. And it's similar to that. And if they're very little kids, especially if they're boys, um, they love it because it's green. So we, you know, we can talk about what what bodily functions could be green. And little boys love that. (laughs) It's it's, it's all about getting them to eat things, right?
0: Um,
1: And then I love to also pumpkin seed and crust. eggplant. My husband loves eggplant. And so I just slice it into discs, throw it into um, some egg, and then coat that. So those pumpkin seeds, I use it for just about everything. I, I, I just love the amount of minerals and having zinc in there, having mm-hmm. iron in there.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: that's so important to make sure that we're getting those micronutrients. And that has so many of them that when I mix it with other things, I know I'm getting everything.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so you're one of those who buys <clears throat> pumpkin seeds in bulk. I imagine lots of big bags of pumpkin seeds.
1: (laughs) I do. Thank goodness. Natural grocer sells them in bags. Yes, I I do. I have a container in the kitchen now that I was looking at and I'm like, Oh, it's only half full. That means there's only about four cups of pumpkin seeds left. So planning, you know, when I need to go get more pumpkin seeds. And I actually taught my dad to do the um, pumpkin seeds and eggplant the other day. So they now have a new, a new way to eat eggplant.
0: Yeah, which is nice. It's always nice to have new things that are easy to do, taste good. Um, mm-hmm. That's what helps people take on new uh, recipes and new ideas in their eating, so that's great.
1: Mm-hmm. And I I love to, for my, my YouTube channel for Sage Nutrition, I love to just randomly throw things together. And part of that is to show people that you don't necessarily have to have a recipe
0: yes you know
1: i'll i'll say okay i this is what i have let's see what we can do with it i've got an acorn squash i've got this i don't know if this is going to work let's try it you know yeah. so i i like to show people that you can do things outside as well of mm-hmm. having a recipe and just trying to to put to put different flavors together that you like and see if they work because mm-hmm. i was afraid of that for many many years if it wasn't on the recipe i didn't do it Uh my husband broke me of that habit and so now we just throw things together so I love I love to do that sometimes on videos
0: yeah yeah creativity with food is challenging for some people and you just got to get over that and just go for it so yeah good example of someone who's doing that so yep it's fun um so what kind of hobbies do you have I don't know if you have any time to have hobbies but what kind of hobbies do you have what do you do um I do have hobbies
1: (laughs) um I I love to read Uh but over the last year with COVID I for years I've crocheted I knit I actually spin my own yarn from from wool so I do have I do have a a spinning (laughs) wool very old-fashioned spin you know so I do spin my own wool and for COVID, a lot of what I did was for relaxation was knitting. Uh-huh. So, over the last year, my mother has gotten two pieces, my sister has gotten about eight. Um, I'm working on another one for her right now and I've gotten a few a few sweaters that I've made for myself but most of it's been for my sister she lives up in Spokane she loves she loves sweaters she loves hand handmade things so that that is very relaxing relaxing to me I it's the movement of my fingers and the fact that it especially spinning yarn it's just I will go into I, it's, it's the only way I think I can meditate is spinning yarn. With wow. knitting and crocheting, there is still some meditation there, but spinning yarn is complete meditation. I go someplace wow. else when I do it. So
0: beautiful. that's nice. my best. Hobby. Nice. Well, I used to, I took up knitting for a little while. I can only knit flat things. I can't knit anything that is round or fitted or so no sweaters I tried doing socks oh my gosh not really great at socks I, I don't um, enjoy so socks, I, I can do so. flat things I can do scarves and um uh hot pads that's about it <laughs>
1: nice. nice yeah that's that's my that's my zen but yes it's it's fun it's fun to it's fun to knit I get the socks I I've tried socks before. I have never completed a pair of socks. <laughs> I have several parts of socks yeah. around the house, but I've never yeah. actually completed socks. Those, yeah. those don't entertain. Yeah. Me.
0: Once you get to the heel, I'm like, ah, oh, I can't do it. So I've got a lot of them in process.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yep. I don't even make it that far. I just get the top part and I'm like, ah, oh, this is boring. And I move on. I move on to something else. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's one of my main things that I do. The other one is I like to run with my dog and, um, I do, I do CrossFit. I like Olympic lifts. Uh-huh. So that's that's the other thing that I do is I like to throw lift and throw heavy, heavy um weight around.
0: Great. <laughs> Good. Well, you um oftentimes wear your Scottish kilt to class. I do. And whenever you wear it, I always think of the the old um Celtic sport of uh log tossing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there you just that that just fits right in with your with your Yep,
1: yep. so caper tossing is actually one of one of the sports that I like to watch at the festivals and there believe it or not there's actually technique to it and how they score it and it and there's there's a historical reason behind it so yep, yep I I like caper tossing as well I could never do it because those are just way too big <laughs> but I do, I do watch it and I do appreciate people who can caber toss.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Well, this has been so fun um, and, and I don't wanna take any more of your time. So um, uh, can you tell us where people can find you, website, Instagram, do you get to do any kind of social media stuff?
1: I do, I'm, I will be honest, I'm not great with social media. <laughs> I'm going to be perfectly honest with that, very old school. I'm like, can we do a phone call or can I write you a letter? Um, (laughs) So, but I do have a website. It is sagenutritioncoaching.com. I have a YouTube channel under Sage Nutrition. I have Instagram. um, And then I do have a Twitter account as well. So usually when I do a video for YouTube, I'll immediately just put it on Facebook I have a Facebook account as well, Facebook, Instagram, and a link on Twitter. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's where, where you can find me. So the YouTube channel has got the longest pieces because sometimes on Instagram, it's hard to find the the reels and the, the, Mm -hmm. um, recordings.
0: Mm -hmm. So, and your YouTube stuff is mostly cooking and being in the kitchen or do you do, do other things on YouTube?
1: Other things as well. So I do, one of the things that I like to do because I do have a science background, I have, um, you know, written papers for publication, written grants. One of the things I like to do is I'll see something on the, you know, on TV or on Facebook about, you know, the new miracle patch that you just put on your abdomen and you lose weight. And they'll say, oh, this doctor did this. And I will either try and find, it, sometimes there really are no papers about it. And I'll mention that, or I will find papers about it and I'll talk about the science behind it. And if they're referenced, the papers, I always, I try and explain to people that I look at where funding came from. So I know, especially, and I talk about this with, with our students is you really have to know where the funding is coming from, Mm -hmm. especially in nutrition. Mm -hmm. And you have to be very careful because there are a lot of, it looks like it's, innocuous but it's a company that owns you know multiple like pepsico or things underneath it and they just have a bigger name so that's you know that i will always go through and say this is who funded this so you know either this is great it's the nih it's going to be you know it's going to be what it is or it was a specific company which means that we might not Mm-hmm. necessarily need want to believe everything that's in there.
0: Yeah. So you're doing some fact checking.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I like to do that as well and just talk talk about different different things like that and that actually came up in class yesterday in um, life cycles and healthy aging because we were talking about vaccines and you know some of the criticisms of vaccines and um And how they're how they're researched and how the long term research is done. So we were talking a lot about research and how research is published and what it means to have a conflict of interest that it can mean many, many different things. So just because it says it has a conflict of interest doesn't necessarily mean that it was funded by a pharmaceutical company or something along those lines. So that came into class yesterday a lot with, you know, how can you tell with Mm -hmm. these with these studies? Mm -hmm. so I like to do that because a lot of people hear things or hear you should eat this and not that I like to come at things from a scientific perspective so people know the why yeah behind behind things because we're all three-year-olds in our head we started asking why when we were three we should we still ask why in our heads we just may not verbalize it so I want to make sure that people have the opportunity to find out why and if they have questions they can they can ask me
0: yeah Yeah, well, that's one of the things that we talk about that um, is perhaps unique about our school. You know, we not only tell tell you what to do, we tell you the why behind it. So um, that is something that we're always striving to do is explain the why of things. So exactly, so.
1: which yeah. is another reason that this is such a good fit, because I going, you know, being in science for the last, 30 something years, (laughs) you know, that's, that's me is I'm, I'm that three-year-old. I'm always asking why Yeah. I still do that all the time. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yep. All right. Well, thank you so much, Tammy. Um, Really great conversation. Thank you so much for being an instructor here and the, uh, you know, the, the, the knowledge and the passion that you bring to our students. I really appreciate it truly. So thank you.
1: You are welcome, and I appreciate working with you and working with the students as well.
0: Great.
1: Every little cell in my body is happy. Every little cell in my body is well. Every little cell in my body is happy. Every little cell in my body is well. Oh, I'm so glad. Every little cell in my body is happy and well. I'm so.